0: Did Dario go downhill? Did Luke Show start to lose it? And should a quintessential 70s genre have been left in the past? All this and more coming up. Uh, one year ago this month, we did a show all about the classic Jallo movies of the 1970s. And as promised, we're returning to the world of Blades, Beauties and Mediocre Whiskey to see what happened next. Yes, it's another visit to what Briany calls... Italian sex films. <laughs> you're listening to Devil Times Five Horror Podcast. This is episode forty. My name is Cliff, and I'm joined this month by my fellow straight and not so straight razors, Emily, Briany, CJ, and Luke. Hello. Hey. So this is our second episode recording during lockdown. Uh, not that it makes any difference to the way we
1: make the podcast, but how you're getting on with it? Oh, I'm, I'm going on for So bored. I'm so over it. Yeah. <laughs> I've ba- I'm just baking cakes like every day like and doing cross stitch and it's just like I'm so fucking bored of being wholesome I just I want to go out and get pissed and fall over on the street do something <laughs> some anything anything um but i always coping quite well how are you guys doing
0: yeah I'm enjoying it
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. got a lot going on
0: <laughs> busy
2: I'm stressed as hell <laughs> I got more work than ever. It's horrible. Um, God, just yeah, really busy. Um, not in a good way. So yeah, mm. and also very worried about the future all the time. So yeah, great.
3: Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, Emily, uh, I'm mostly anxiety rather than human at the moment. So yeah, <laughs> not great. High
2: five for anxiety.
3: Hey,
4: <laughs> <laughs> Luke.
3: Uh
4: i'm enjoying not interacting with people but it's it's weird not going to the cinema it's
2: true oh actually while we're on the subject of entertainment and lockdown um i want to do a shout out to emily's ghosts on twitter (laughs) that are very entertaining thank you um if anyone's listening and hasn't seen those uh they should the drawings of
0: ghosts yeah yeah
3: that's my main creative outlet at the moment drawings of ghosts (laughs) But I've, I've started getting requests for them from people I don't know, which is a bit weird, but nobody's asked for anything that's impossible, so that's good.
0: Is it at Miss McHugh? Isn't it?
3: Uh, yeah, at Miss MCQ at yeah. on uh, Twitter.
0: Cool. Uh, right, shall we do our highs and lows then?
2: Um, start with you, CJ. Good God. Um, I'm not sure I've actually watched an even half-decent horror film in the last, in
1: the last <laughs> oh, month. Oh, no.
2: Um, go to lows, then. Go to lows. Go to lows. All right. The the lowest of the low, I think, must go to Mercy Black, which is the new Bloomhouse film that they've dumped in their Netflix septic tank. Uh, it is absolute crap. Like there's nothing good about it at all. Um, it's like a really uh, thinly veiled rewrite of the slenderman murder murder attempted murder i think it was uh that happened with the two girls who uh tried to kill the other girl because slenderman told them to oh, yeah. um but they've just replaced slenderman with uh this other very slender looking a- apparition no. <laughs> called mercy black um and yeah it's just gibberish it's really really badly written um just oh, woeful. one of those films where you You sort of get about an hour into it before you realise just how worthless it is. Like, you've not been enjoying any of it, but then suddenly you're like, oh, God, this is... And you realise how slow that last half an hour is going to be, and and it really is. It's diabolical. Don't watch it. I know it's on Netflix, so it's probably free if you've got a Netflix subscription, but it's not worth it. It's not worth that free money. Uh, (laughs) So avoid that. Um, and the other low, which I thought was a guaranteed high when I saw it uh, existed, was a new film called We Summon the Darkness. Uh, oh, oh. That looked amazing. It's got an incredible sleeve. Um, it's got Alexandra Daddario in it. It's got Johnny Knoxville as a psycho priest. Um, and it's set in the world of 80s heavy metal, which is like the world in my head. So I thought it was just going to be amazing but it's shit, it's really, really shit. They've got like a half-decent idea, but they every step of the way they make the wrong creative decision and it just oh god the the last hour of the film is pretty much just people wandering around in the dark shouting at each other and it's just so tedious and and it's such The
0: the clue's in the title they did warn you. (laughs) Yeah,
2: um it's it's really bad anyway. So yeah, it's a, it's a really rough time for horror at the moment. I uh, I'm not
4: finding anything that appeals at all.
2: All right, Luke. Any
0: better luck?
4: Um, I'm gonna start with a low, and that's gonna be a Blumhouse film as well, which was oh, uh
0: Fantasy Island.
4: <laughs> fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't know what it was. Like, why is someone's fantasy when they go to an island a party? Like that is someone's fantasy just a big party
2: sounds, sounds pretty island. good right now actually
3: yeah I like. That. Yeah, I that during <laughs> lockdown obviously fantasies have changed <laughs> it's not even let's go to a party but i wish i had some different cheese in yeah, it's just, it's not, it's
4: not the same. i should really hate jeff wadlow who makes this i haven't liked any of the horrors that he's done he did truth or dare and oh, God, i don't God, know why awesome. blumhouse keep on working with him because he just it's, oh, this is just bad really hated it um but my high is going to be uh, Why Don't You Just Die, the the Russian film um, about a guy who goes to get revenge for his girlfriend on the dad, and then it goes all a bit mad. He goes to meet the parents, and yeah, it's, it's really, really fun, uh, quite over the top with its gore, and yeah, that's my, that's my high.
1: Cool. Uh, Bryony? My high is Daughters of Darkness. which is what 1970 something oh that's cracking that film in it. choice yeah 1971 um yeah so got this on dvd gave it a go and just loved it just it was shot absolutely beautifully it was just like having a big warm bath um but with blood blood yeah Um. virgin's blood actually um Clothes are amazing. I mean, I know I watch a lot of these old films because I'm like, I love the clothes, but the clothes are amazing in this film. Yeah. Like um, Elizabeth Bathory's clothing is just gorgeous and the woman who plays her is stunning and it's just like, oh, this is so decadent and wonderful and beautiful. I just want to just die in it. It's great fun. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I was really blown away by that. So highly recommend that. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's good that. Yeah, really, really liked it. And the plot wasn't like, out there and weird um because i have a, a habit of like watching all these 70s films just for the aesthetic sort of value and then the plot yeah. is always a bit off which is what happened with my low for this month which is um five dolls for an august moon <laughs> uh, That's <weirdly> boring, yeah. <laughs> oh my god it's just like what like the clothes weren't good enough for me to be distracted by how <laughs> dull it was so it's it's kind of like a murder mystery thriller and it starts off with a sexy italian sex party and um
2: there's (laughs) the best kind
1: yeah you know that's all i want um and uh there's a guy who's like what did you invent like a new kind of soap or something and then everyone's like i want the soap and it's just like it's just fucking soap man why are you murdering each other Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it just goes on for so long, and you're just waiting for something to happen. And even the deaths are a bit shit. I did really enjoy. It. It's like the the uh, the director of photography just suddenly, like, you know, when you first get your first ever like film camera in the nineties, mm. and you're just like zoom, zoom, yeah. zoom. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, it just randomly zooms in and out with some cool swinging music, and like that's quite. It's quite Austin Powers. You yeah.
0: See. yeah, it's a lovely looking film, but it's so dull. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's such then a then great it,
2: title though, isn't it? Five yeah. dolls for an August Moon. Like that's the yeah. quintessential giallo title.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. that's one of my favourite things to do is to is to find the original Italian and then sort of shout it around the house. No. Quinto Dalle Augusti I don't speak Italian, but it's like I like I like finding the I like finding the original titles and then like literally translating them. Like what's the one where it's like What's with all the blood in Jennifer's body? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
5: That's
1: my favourite s- thing about these films. The
2: Italians they, they still keep doing that, um, or at least they were right up until the nineties, uh, because the Julia Roberts rom-com Runaway Bride they retitled, If You Run Away, I Will Marry You. <laughs>
4: <Aww>. <laughs> Which is great. That's yeah, That makes sense. Yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. If you love it, let it go.
3: Emily? <laughs> um. <laughs> um, apart from the um, various Italian sex films, I've not really watched many films at all this month. My sort of concentration levels are a bit screwed. Um, mm. I've been reading a lot of Stephen King books, though. I don't know if that counts. I, I reread it for the first time since I was fourteen. It's still mad. I still quite enjoy it. It's still kind of unfilmable, so that's why I'm not too keen on either of the adaptations. And the only other movie that I watched was I rewatched What We Do in the Shadows for about the tenth time. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, still it lovely. That's yeah. like yeah. that's like my sort of comfort movie now. So I was sort of going, Oh, this, this is nice, watching yeah. like scenes
2: of yeah, gore yeah, yeah. and Yeah. That's that's, <laughs> a, that's a really good idea actually. I might do that.
1: I'll tell you what. Um, I was thinking about putting this as my low, but it's not really horror. But I rewatched Contagion a couple of nights ago, uh, which I don't oh, recommend right. um, mm. because it, it does the whole you know pandemic thing very well. So if you're feeling a little bit anxious, um, don't watch Contagion. Watch Watch What We Do in the Shadows.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that brings me nicely onto my low, which is Charles Band's Corona Zombies. Hey.
4: Which, uh, Ah, uh, yeah, let's, let's just cash in on a pandemic.
1: Uh, Didn't is... we, did we talk about this last week? Last month, well, we mentioned
0: and... it because um, it had been announced. Yeah. But was now, it? it's, now it's out, and it turns out to be sort of 90% um, zombie creeping flesh, redubbed with uh, terrible jokes. Can't be written or performed by comedians. They're not funny at all, just say, just like talking about bog roll shortages and shit like that, you know. And there's a few bits of footage from zombies versus strippers, which is also terrible which is my joint low of the month, because <laughs> I watched that first. And uh, a bit of new footage of some girl in a flat finding out that the coronavirus is happening. Um, it is terrible, just through and through. It is an awful shit film. Uh, but also so kind of kudos to him for, you know, oh, having no. the balls to do it. I'm
5: no. no. <laughs> no. Think,
0: I'm sure some worthwhile films will come out of this, even during lockdown, but <sighs> that is not one. Mm.
2: I feel like we've not really hit that bottom of the barrel previously when there's been epidemics and, uh, you know, global health crises and stuff. Um, like, I don't remember AIDS zombies in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? No, but but, but
0: zombies were a uh, metaphor for AIDS. Mm. Well, vampires more. It but, was more yeah.
3: vampires,
1: yeah. 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 But... There's a director whose name I can't remember and I can't remember the name. This is completely useless because I can't remember the name of the director <laughs> of the films. Um, but he's got a really great YouTube channel. Oh, he directed Shazam.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who did yeah. Lights Out as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he's, yeah. he's done a little short film because I think he started in short films and it's about like a shadow and uh, he's just filmed it in his flat and then he's done like a behind the scenes thing. So if you Google who directed Shazam, that'll probably <laughs> lead you to his I YouTube page. I think his name's page.
4: David. Dave. David F.
1: Sandberg. There we go. So so one person's doing something quite good. Yeah, um, I mean
0: yeah. yeah. I think there's lots of ways that uh films can be made. They don't all have to be like unfriended, but you know. <laughs> um and my high is um a film that uh CJ was your low last August, Come to Daddy.
2: Oh God! Uh, maybe, I knew you'd yeah. love that because it's all <laughs> yeah. just toilet jokes and bodily. No, toilets. it's
4: not just toilet
2: jokes. It's it got... is just toilet it's just jokes. get
4: stabbed with a pen with poo on it. Hey. 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 <laughs> 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 all
2: right,
0: that's funny. Um, no, I wasn't. I wasn't so sure about the first half, but as soon as Michael Smiley turns up and um, starts being a complete nutter, it's great. I love Michael Smiley, and it's very, very violent and funny. But no one else liked it.
4: I haven't seen it. No, have I? I, I hate the. I don't know. It's 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 alright at points, but then I found out the director's a piece of shit. So is he? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Go on,
2: libel. Is is that libel?
4: (laughs) (laughs) It was was him and uh, the director of Deathgasm ganged up on critics when they didn't like Deathgasm. Wow.
2: He was the guy who made the ABCs of Death, wasn't he? Which I don't yeah, know. He's, yeah, 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 he's, he's, like sometimes he's one of the producers forgive on that, I people yeah. for bad, bad things, but I think ABCs of Death I'm never going to forgive. I love both ABCs of Death films. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
4: Even Toe. You liked Toe. Yeah, it's Which brilliant.
2: You like toilet humour. That's that's the difference. If you well, like I mean, toilet humour, you'll love ABCs of Lee,
0: Death. Lee Hardcastle's Tea is for Toilet, I believe it is, is one of the best yeah. ones in it, that's
4: for sure. <laughs> Which one was Ty West's one? M is for miscarriage
2: was Ty West's one. Yeah, that was that was That was a low of a very low film.
0: There was zero effort in that one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, before we move on, I just want to mention that um, I've been hosting a Devil Times 5 spin-off horror quizcast on Facebook Live every Sunday evening, 5.30pm UK time. I'm planning to keep it going for as long as we're in lockdown. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's just twenty-five questions a week, so I won't keep you hanging around all night. And it's all done in what you might call the Devil Times Five House style. And uh, if this quiz has brought you here to the podcast, then I hope you like what you've been hearing. And thanks so much for giving
2: us a shot. You didn't mention the cutting-edge CGI. Ah, uh, well, you know. <laughs> uh.
0: And now we move on to this month's theme, which is shallow films, mostly from the eighties, nineties, and noughties. 80s, 90s,
5: naughty, naughty. Nice.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, Flashbacks.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: we're going to kick things off with what Dario Argento did next, Jello-wise, after Deep Red, starting with 1982's
5: Tenebrae.
3: I've read all your books, Mr. Neil. The book deals with a murder committed with an old-fashioned open razor, right? This girl, too, was killed with a razor, and your book's pages stuffed into her mouth. Can I ask you something? If someone is killed with a Smith & Wesson revolver,
2: do you go and interview the president of Smith & Wesson? Peter, Peter, you can't let me down now. We're within two days of making a deal. Please, stay just until Friday. My life is in danger.
0: There's no deal in the world worth risking my life for. Not anxiety or fear, but freedom. You wrote those words, page 46. Freedom to strike again, Peter. Listen, don't hang up. We have to talk. You told me how, Denise. You and me together. We've just begun. A famous crime writer arrives in Rome on a promotional tour only to find that, that someone's killing people in ways that seem to relate to the murders in his latest novel. So we're starting with my absolute favourite gelo of all time ever. Um, I think Tenebrae's beautiful to look at. Really well plotted. Nice high body count. What do you think?
1: I really like it. I think it's um maybe the second Jallo that I ever watched and the first time I was aware that Jallo was a thing. Um, And I really enjoyed it.
0: You said at the end of last month's show, you said you'd pick Tenebrae even though it's not one you like.
1: Really, did I? You did say that, yeah. yeah. Well, I re-watched it and I was like, I really like it. You can't believe I said I hated Tenebrae. I mean, I can. I can believe that I said it because they do kind of merge into one big blob of... of murder this is sort of the less (laughs) i think of the ones i've watched this month this is sort of the least rapey one um which is incredible
2: considering how lecherous this film is
1: i I mean Uh...
2: when you say it's the least rapey one like in one of the opening scenes uh the guy who comes out the fence who's like just rape man he's just waiting what is he what is he doing behind the fence covered in dirt from head to toe just <laughs> waiting for a woman to walk past so that he can smash through the fence and yeah. try to rape her like yeah. what is his backstory what is that character's motivation well
0: why what, what is he doing there because i mean it's a very well plotted film that doesn't have many any loose ends apart from him he's a witness to the first thing <laughs> and we never hear of him <laughs>
2: exactly again. what the fuck um yeah i i wish i'd like Bray as much as i used to Because I I used to really rate it, because it is so energetic and stylish and so, like, gory. Uh, And the climax is still fantastic. Like, so, Mm. so over the top. But it takes a really long time getting there. Mm. And there's a lot of nonsense. Um, I thought it really lagged in the middle. And I just had that weird feeling, like, sometimes you watch it and you just see Uncle Dario chuckling to himself about how clever he is (laughs) and I just sometimes it just puts you off you know when you get that vision in your head of him sort of behind the camera like the bit where they discover the body uh because of the lawnmower uh, kind of mowing mm-hmm. mowing through the lawn, merrily tearing up all the crime scene photos that have been scattered on there. <laughs> Fuck those! And then it only stops when it literally hits the dead body. <laughs> but you know that he sat there chuckling, going, on mower POV. I am my it's like, come on! Like, I admit he is a great director when he wants to be, but there are times where he indulges himself way too much. I think *Tenebrae* is when you can start seeing that.
0: Well, the the famous tracking shot over the roof of the house—that is, <laughs> oh
3: is, 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 it's so really long. unnecessary. It's just isn't tiles?
2: It? There's like a whole minute of just tiles. Yeah, so It's like, look, it's very clever that you've got the camera up there, you know, like throwing a shoe over the roof or whatever. But it's like, come on, you showing up. It's a minute of tiles. No one
0: wants to watch
5: that.
0: <laughs> um, but, I mean, the more I watch it, the more I realise how beautiful it looks, how well designed it is. Like the pastels, because everyone obviously, like, you know, thinks of Spira, Inferno, all these bright reds and blues and that. It's uh, the, the subtle of all the... the kind of almost neon-y pinks and yellows and mm. like it's not just the clothes but like the the sets as well there's a bit where uh that first girl the shoplifter she's wearing a pale pink um shirt a uh, skirt and she walks past a pale pink wardrobe and then she opens the curtains and there's a woman in a pale pink top outside I just oh it's so beautiful and all the white as well everything's so white and then like there's increasing amounts of bright red as it goes further towards the end and mm. oh, it's so lovely it's so well designed feast for the eyes it looks
4: nice uh yeah I um I like this one a lot more than other Jedi films because I still You're not a fan are you? I still can't get myself into this genre I don't know why as I've, I've there's some that really do stand out for me and I really do enjoy them and this one I think is one of the better ones and it's got it's a mystery that I wanted to keep on hmm. getting into because I, I wanted to see how it was all going to turn out because it was one that kept me quite surprised throughout um there was a bit of stall over substance at points, like the whole woman getting her hand chopped off and just spraying the blood all over the white wall. It's <laughs> so yeah. good. It's, so it's a good great, though. It's a great scene, but I'm just like, did she have to turn around to do that, to get it in a perfect <laughs> line across the wall? But um, yeah, it's one that I enjoy a lot more than, than other jallows Good red herrings as well. You really don't know
0: mm. who's because, I mean, there's so many characters. They are oh, definitely them, definitely them, and then basically, as soon as
3: you think it's definitely them, they get killed. Mm. And you're like, fuck! I thought I had it. I thought I had it. Emily. Um. Yeah. The the mystery's quite good, though. To be fair, that oh, is it them? Are they the baddie thing? That that is that's a standard trope for sort of murder mysteries, wherever. Um, yeah, but you know. they don't all do it as well as in Tenebrae, I don't think. Well, I don't know. I mean I I like I like Tenebrae. I, I like the, the use of colour, it is very, very stylish and it's it's quite cool, etc. Plot's mostly good. Um, but I would much rather re-watch Deep Red or Four Flies on Grey Velvet. I've no idea why, but there's just there's something about those films that I just find mm. much, much more compelling. So Tenebrae is is a good film. And yeah, the final scene is incredible. There's some brilliant bits in it, but there's something a little bit kind of cold about it, which I suppose you could say about Argento in general, but it's just, it's lacking something for me. So yeah, it was all right though. I mean, you know.
2: I don't, I don't want to attribute anything to anyone who, you know, because I don't know, I wasn't there, but I find that the films that he made when he was married to Dario Nicolodi uh, and she was co-writing uh, and having more of a creative input uh, are much less cold mm. than the films that he made by himself. And I do wonder if that's something to do with it. Like Deep Red is, is like by a mile my favourite Jallo. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's his best film by a long way as well. It just has that uh, genuine humanity to it that's mm. totally lacking in Tenebrae. Like the characters are like cartoonish in, in Tenebrae. Um mm-hmm. like sometimes it's it's quite amusing, but I'm not sure how much of that is intentional. Like the, mm. the, the two uh police the yeah,
0: the police, yeah, so, the police so characters funny. are mm.
2: fucking out
0: It's funny in a in a believable way rather than a slapstick
5: way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean as as we'll get onto certainly with one of the other films in, in this episode. I, I the one thing that, that I do always enjoy human-wise in Jalo is the cops and their quirks. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) every cop has got to have a a quirk of some disruption something Mm. that is sort of funny in a surreal way um but we'll we'll come to that (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
0: so um are you aware that argento says that it's set about five years in the future
4: no. Yes, I read about that. Yeah. How are we, how, how we meant to know
3: that? Yeah, oh what my relevance God. does it
2: have?
4: Where are the futuristic things? I don't
2: know. I was saying five years in the future, didn't oh God,
3: Didn't he specifically say it was kind of a dystopian future as well? Yeah.
2: Wait, wait, wait. What? Okay, right. So that explains Rape Man Behind the Fence then. Because there's always like mucky rapists in apocalyptic films. Mm. Wait, and fences. Hmm. So maybe that's it. Maybe he started making a dystopian future film and then gave up after that scene.
0: It's really odd, is it? Um, maybe he was just taking the piss when he said it. But he might have been. yeah, I wondered
3: about that. Sort of like, I am the great Argento. I can say anything. <laughs> <laughs> if I was him, I would have pushed it a little bit further, to be honest. Like this film is mostly about how much I like ducks.
2: <laughs> oh well, that's that's New York Ripper, surely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: I see. Falchi went there with the ducks. Argento just, you know, he
2: copped out. That's why. The... That's why Falchi is a better director than Argento. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Hot
0: take. Well, I, I really like the line where um, Peter Neal says, "I've tried to figure it out, why I have this hunch that something's missing in a tiny piece of the jigsaw. Someone who should be dead is alive, or someone who should be alive is already dead. That just like is all shallow, isn't it? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. well, not Argento that's, shallow, that's a
2: perfect line. But,
0: yeah. What happens in an Argento giallo? This. There we go. summed up. Yeah. Um, Shall we move on to his next one? Uh, 1987's Opera. Mm. Yeah. See, I think this is where he started to go right. I think it's a good film. I think, I think most of what he did subsequently is good, but there's so much bad stuff about opera.
2: I'm with the general consensus that opera is like the last one that's even watchable. And then after that just garbage um but opera is only watchable because of how useful it is like i think i don't know if he was working with a higher budget or just better technology um but even though it's not as obviously stylish and like careful as some of the stuff that he was doing before there's just a opulence to it that's that's incredible like it looks amazing some of the camera work where he's got like cranes and all sorts of stuff going on is just amazing um uh, it's just such a load of nonsense yeah. and, it, and it and it builds to a nonsense peak when it ends with like the sound of music uh <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's it's terrible and it's also the, possibly the most blindingly obvious jallo villain like ever like there's never any doubt who done it no one even seems to be
0: trying to find out who done it anyway but the police are absolutely useless. <laughs> at that. Yeah, there's there's a,
3: there's at least a couple of the murders where it's just like, oh yeah, someone's died. Now I'm just going to yeah, go out. Let's now. just,
0: hmm. they, yeah. They, they, the police's attitude to these murders: are, we better like have someone just hang around, make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. And then it does. Doll who yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Do you remember those old uh, VHS tapes you used to get um, that were called like "This Is Horror" and things like that? That were sort of American-made documentaries about the current state of horror Mm -hmm. where they just interview people sort of like basically what dvd extras are nowadays but like a video compilation uh and one of them had a clip from opera on it and it was the clip where betty has the needles under her eyes it's like the first knife murder where it's just like and it was so intense and I, i remember watching that clip long before opera was available in the uk and just thinking fuck this looks like the most amazing movie ever made this just looks like Ah, it's going to be incredible. And I think I'll always carry with me the disappointment of when I saw the whole film. And it just did not live up to, like, just the intensity
4: of that, that first kill. Um, Although, Luke,
0: you said it's your favourite, yeah?
4: Yeah, out of all the jellos. Like, I wow. don't know. I, it just was. It was the one that I enjoyed the most out of all of them. Um, it the, the mystery is very obvious, but though, that practical effect of the one that you're talking about, where you see the knife in the mm-hmm. mouth, yeah. is incredible. Yeah. That I think the rock soundtrack is very oh, naff. Yeah. That like really lets it down. Yeah. Even when they're when you said about the whole ending with them running, it just it takes you completely out of the film when those things happen. Um there's one really weird camera trick which I wasn't sure if it was if it was CGI or not. There's that one when they're first she's knitting up the costume and the camera goes out and there's like this really weird blurring where it looks like from Terminator. It looks mm-hmm. like the goo from Terminator is in the room. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know if they did some weird CGI <laughs> at one point, but... It's a goo doesn't yeah, so, it There was one...
0: Wait. <laughs> well Argento definitely didn't really know what to do with CGI when it started because like in the Stendhal syndrome there's a bit where Asia Argento swallows a pill and then there's CGI of the pill tumbling down her throat
2: I love that you're saying so... he didn't know what to do with CGI when it when he started Dracula 3D and he was still doing a fucking praying mantis that looked like it was from an Atari ST game You know, Dracula
4: was... 3D is good though oh it's not <sighs> annoyingly the dub of this on a it's awful it doesn't have any atmosphere no. to it there's points where you can hear they've just recorded it in a really echoey room and I don't know why someone when they were doing the sound recording didn't just think let's change this up a little bit Let's. it's actually- really weird add things to the sound yeah they all
3: sound like they're they're doing a presentation about sales figures or something it's not <laughs> but it does contain i mean I, I quite like this film for the set pieces rather than like the film as a whole because it is very very disjointed yeah. and yes yeah, it's, it's not it's not up there with his best but it does look um look beautiful but there's the the brilliant trope that you get in italian exploitation cinema of a child dubbed by an adult woman <laughs> oh yes, and I think um, one of my favourite lines I've heard in the film this month was the little girl who helps the the heroine to escape from her apartment when the stabby man's in there. Her and her mum having a bit of an argument. The mum who's got an exaggerated kind of East it's "What the fuck are you looking at?" kind of accent. <laughs> um, the little girl, who for some reason is, is quite posh, goes um, just just before the scene cuts away from them. The, um, the mother was like, how can you do that? You're disgusting. And the little girl goes, you're disgusting. And you're always naked. <laughs> <laughs> not referenced again. Not referenced before or after that. But I, I love that as a non sequitur. So um, it, it uh, wins on, on that score, I guess.
0: Um, the scene with uh, Daria Nickelodeon in Betty's apartment and the the cop who might not, might not be the cop, who might be the killer. Um, that's a brilliant scene.
4: Yeah, the peephole bullet is... This- Really great, yeah.
0: But I just always bugged by the end where the killer is um, set on fire, burns to death, and then it's how many weeks before they find out it wasn't a real human body? It was a plastic <laughs> mannequin.
4: It's yeah, I think it's four weeks later. It yeah.
0: says, Yeah,
4: that's how do you wow. not realize? so
0: fucking autopsy.
4: I guess they were
2: just they were just cutting it up for ages, being like, "Where are the organs? I <laughs> <laughs> just don't get it." This this man's a genius. He's hidden his own. It's options. not
3: known to science. A man without exactly. any
0: organs. I mean, even just walking in the room, you'd know it wasn't burning flesh. Yeah, <laughs> it was burning the plastic. plastic. Okay. Yeah.
1: Unless you like that... wrapped mince meat around it or something. Oh, maybe
3: yeah. Maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe oh, your mannequin was full of oh. mints. Hey, we,
0: we've we've all tried it, Bryony. <laughs> well, you know, I've been
1: doing a lot of various crafts, so it could be out there. Would you put mints inside
3: a mannequin to make it smell like a burning body? <laughs> mm. Yes. I could just see that on the cover of, like, Take a Break magazine. Basically,
1: you take a load of mince meat and then you just sort of, like, pat it onto the, the mannequin so you've okay. got something to actually burn. Make sure uh-huh. you've got a lot of fat content in your mints so it, it flames. <laughs> and then on the inside, you just shove some, like, dog food or something. And then, you know, maybe a bit of hair. Okay.
0: Wow. Have you ever heard that Goldie looking Chain song? Um... Song for Kelly. No, I made a corned beef for Kelly Osborne, and I fucked it when I was watching porn.
1: Oh, that's that's nice.
0: Uh, so his next one, 1993, Trauma. Um, who watched that? Yeah, I did. Yes. Do um, you like it?
3: No, I didn't. I do. I blocked it out of my brain. It was terrible. Um, terrible. Were you traumatised by it? Yeah. Well, it... <laughs> I think, you know, a, the racist. trailer
0: for it. The trailer says, "Dario Argento's most maddening thriller." I don't think they realise what mad-
3: is the trailer man from the West Country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, don't know if it is. I don't think they understand what the word Maddening means.
3: Be familiar, yes. It's lots of
0: stabbings. Anyway, how, how can we advertise this film? Uh, let's just say it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, truth in advertising. Um, but no, I like it. It's got a great sort of uh, deep red style reveal of the killer. Um, the, the The weapon, the electric noose is really cool.
3: It's just really nothingy. It's kind of I, I like the kind of witchy stuff in it. It kind of done could have done with a bit more of that. Um, oh, the seance and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, there's some there's some nice beheadings. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: think any of you watched Sleepless. Did you? No.
3: I,
2: nope. I, did when it came out. Um, It's the one with the dwarf, isn't it? Uh, Yes. Yeah. I I was, again, just disappointed because I'd heard people who'd seen it at festivals saying that it was a return to form. You know, finally Argento was back on top and he really is not on top (laughs) in Sleepless.
0: No, I mean, if you've sort of abandoned all hope of his films looking as amazing as they used to by that point, it's still a good shallow. (sighs) It's still... It's still got a, a mental story
5: hmm.
0: the killer is killing people in the order of animals in a in a nursery rhyme, which means at one point he has to go out and find a woman whose nickname is rabbit it,
2: and
5: then... <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but just the way you describe it there does it not feel like you're describing a parody but just one one that's not that funny <laughs> it's a good point <laughs> like it's it's like trauma is is sort of a competent homage to Dario Argento by Dario Argento and sort of every film after that is like a less competent homage to Dario Argento by Dario Argento mm.
0: <laughs> I mean the gore is amazing in Sleepless by his, Joseph Letty, it's incredible there's a bit where, the, where a woman gets stabbed in the face with a court anglais it's so horrible <laughs> mashing up her mouth Again, oh, this sounds
2: like a parody <laughs> 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 it's
0: very true, very true Oh and I've got a new least favourite uh, Argento movie, apart from this T V movie do you like Hitchcock? The Card Player is Has anyone seen The Card Player? Nope. It's... Didn't even go nope. there. It's about a killer who he abducts women and then uh will let them go if the police win a game of video poker with him. But <laughs> like, I think I think maybe maybe there's a thriller to be made about A killer playing poker with the police, but video. That sounds like the
3: sort of thing that they would try to do in about 1985.
0: Yeah, Mm. the graphics are about as good.
3: But I mean, video. This video
0: poker, it's it's literally just pressing a button and seeing what random cards come up. It's not. There's no psychological element to this. So you don't you you don't even
3: get the drama of actual cards. It's literally just you're all dead now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then like they get this expert poker player in and he he just presses the button and happens to get a good round come up and they go yeah you're really good at this you're really good at this (laughs) it's insane
2: wow I I used to play um, video poker on the Atari ST but it was the strip poker game where you got like a pixelated page three girl would come up um, and she would take an item of clothing off if you played the game for about six hours straight and got very (laughs) very lucky so by the time she did appear if the pixels weren't blurry enough your eyesight would be too fucked to really see what was going on anyway but um yeah that's my experience with video poker and it was probably far more exciting than the card player
1: yeah poker i hardly know her <laughs>
2: hey hey
0: and Luke, did you um you said you were gonna watch shallow this afternoon did you watch that the oh yes
2: song. i did
4: i'm so sorry <laughs> It's good. It's another
0: one I really like. It's
4: appalling. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Why is Bo Selector... It's Bo Selector. What is that makeup? What the fuck is that? I, was like, I saw it when it gets Adrian Brody properly up close. And... I
0: mean, I've no idea why he's cast as both roles, both the hero and the villain. It's got no narrative <laughs> purpose. Um, oh shit, who was it originally going to be? Ray Liotta was going to be the cop. <laughs> no, and, Vincent Gallo, and Vincent Gallo was going to be Jallo. That would have been good. And wow. Arsio Argento was going to be... Uh, the Emmanuel senior character, who looks like Rachel Johnson, Boris Johnson's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, which is annoying. But I like it. I, I think that's a really nasty detail, the way that he like cuts women's lips off so they can't kiss anyone anymore. Kiss, kiss, no more.
4: It feels too much like Argento had seen Saw and Hostel at the time. Oh, absolutely. it's. Tortured, it, he'd seen, he'd thought, seen the money that they were making, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just thought, I'll give that a go. But it's just, there's some really hilarious like dialogue in this when they find out that it's not the sister, he's like, ah, oh, it's not your sister. And she, like, looks so happy about <laughs> yeah. it, but there's still a dead woman at the fountain. Like, Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: I just... I feel
2: like Jalo's one of those films, like, I don't know if you guys have all watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. The,
2: right. the TV yeah. Show. Well, like, when, when they encounter people from the real world, you know the joke is always just how fucked up they are because you kind of forget when you watch the show a lot that, that, that all these characters are deeply fucked up but then they'll like go and visit a lawyer or something and you're like the the lawyer is just horrified by everything they do and mm. and, and that's funny and it's kind of like with Jallo and the latter De argento films you realize just how fucked up it is how much horror fans apologize for dario argento and how much you know we'll say oh he's a genius no he really is a genius And then if you imagine sitting and watching Jallo with a normal person (laughs) and trying to explain, oh, this guy's a genius. Like, fuck off. (laughs) Probably call the police or the, the, I don't know, like. It's crazy, oh,
1: and then he tried to explain why he's a genius and all you can come up with was red and green see <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty laughs> colours <laughs> look she was wearing a pink dress and she was wearing a pink <laughs> fucking genius
3: and they, there's a lot of eyes and, and they're, there's lizards and they're, they're kind of a motif and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> look he's got the same actor playing two roles it's all about
2: duality <laughs> oh no, how no 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 I never said that like. I never said that because there is, not... no no, that. <laughs> there is no reason
3: no he's doing a satire there is no reason for someone them, say. I mean yeah. surely the whole <laughs> the two roles thing is just proof that Adrian Brody will just do anything right oh god he'll <laughs> do any yeah he, he'll
4: work with paedophiles and he'll do a film like this yeah <laughs> um
0: well let's move away from Argento having eviscerated him um <laughs> it's what he would have <laughs> wanted not me though still love you Dario <laughs> uh, <laughs> daddy Dario Um, I prefer poultry anyway and The New York Ripper is my second favourite show of all time
2: I I love New York Ripper as well uh, we're actually in agreement for once I dreaded
3: watching this film because I have you know much as I love horror I have issues with watching scenes that are realistic kind of torture scenes so next month is going to be fun spoiler alert (laughs) um but um yeah, I really I really enjoyed the New York Ripper. I mean it's it's a very cruel and very kind of nihilistic film, but it's just so it's just so well done. I just yeah, yeah you, you get drawn into that kind of grubby world that it's in. It's so Yeah. Yeah, it's a tremendous piece of work. Though one that I would kind of hesitate to recommend to anyone who wasn't kind of a horror fan.
5: Hmm.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. I mean it's grimy, it's grubby, it's filth it's um it looks amazing on Blu-ray. It's, yeah, it really does. It's so colourful. I never, I always thought of it as a real sort of washed-out, drab version of New York. It's so colourful, mm. the way it should look.
2: It's um, kind of psychedelic. It, it's got mm. like the grubbiness of uh, early '80s New York, but through this kind of almost '60s kaleidoscope filter, yeah. um, and, and it is proper mental as well. Like I think the nihilism of the film is kind of offset by this like whacked out humour like the fact the fact that the killer quacks like a duck Mm. it it kind of goes all the way from on the scale of oh this is hilarious Mm. this is ridiculous oh god this is really really disturbing oh no 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 it's funny you just you never (laughs) quite know what to make of it and some of the dialogue as well like i think it's the coroner who says um he's got good eyesight and uh, and they say oh yeah why is your eyesight so good oh i eat oodles of carrots (laughs)
3: <laughs> the dialogue is very very weird and even like the opening scene where there's an old man walking his dog and then the dog finds it's a hand, oh, isn't yeah, it? hand yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um and the, the, he loves the, like, dog. the first he line of dialogue is literally the old man saying to the to his dog, having a bit, having a good sniff, are you? I no, don't blame you.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, I really like, I, he just really loves his dog. and he I know really he does, but it's just, it just that is at the
3: start of a kind of a tense start of a horror film was just kind of... Ridiculous. I think
1: that just, that set like the tone of how fucking weird this film mm, yeah. is. So. It does. yeah. Like, Absolutely. I mean, oh yeah, this is the one with the towing... Uh, yes. Ah, ah, and the duck and the child. What's what's wrong with the child? Okay, fine, <laughs> fine. That's fine. And everything's fucking weird. It's got, like, a woman in peril, but she has a vague idea of what she's doing, which is nice. Mm. Um, and a nice change of pace. It's just nuts. It's really enjoyable, though. I wasn't expecting to like this at all. Really bloody gory. I mean, I still think my, my favourite moment in horror is the... Um, she and Andalou with the fucking eye. Balls, mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, such... I, the
2: eyeball slicing New York River is
1: a. Yeah. Mm. And somehow
0: the um, Blue Underground Blu ray, that looks more realistic than it used to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how they've managed to do that because normally uh, these restorations make the effects show them up. But, um... Mm hmm. But no, it's, isn't, it's good.
2: Isn't, isn't it wonderful that a movie that can be so whacked out that we're all kind of like that movie was fucking crazy, and, and it's also really super gory, mm. but it's actually coherent as well. <laughs> like the mystery yeah. is is a good one. It's one of the mm. better Jello mysteries, I think.
0: It's only recently that I can that I remember who the killer is. because yeah. the first few times I watched it. I was always convinced it was someone else yeah, yeah
2: absolutely it's it's got a really good twist and I think mm. it's just a shame that a lot of people avoid it because of either a bad experience with Fulci or its bad reputation as a film because it is quite extreme but I, I think it's one of the one of the greats. the twist
1: the twist makes sense as well in in the sort of storyline of the film because a lot of these films have these twists and it's like oh it's that guy okay fair enough um whereas in this one it's Mm like oh uh, okay yeah (laughs) cool and that that earlier thing that happened that makes sense it all ties together it's coherent and um i think this is why it was one of my favorites this month actually. Yeah. A nice bit of coherent filmmaking. Of
0: course, Fulcher's next giallo was Murder Rock, Dancing Death, a very different <laughs> proposition.
5: Mm, yeah.
1: I liked it. Yeah, I like it. It's just—I just... couldn't tell you what it's about, but I can sing you the song on repeat oh, yeah. for several days. So Paranoia. <laughs> um,
3: it is a fun bit of cheese. This film. I, um, it's like I it's it. like a
1: it's like a shit disco Suspiria. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> That's one of the retitlings for.
3: I was going to say, characters. was that the original Italian title? <laughs> shit disco Suspiria. Why
1: is <laughs> this a shit disco Italian Suspiria? <laughs> um, it's a literal literal translation.
0: Oh, no, it's, it's a bit of a, a drop from how how good and how nasty you know, mm. Ripper is mm. to something is it's pretty tame. And
2: it's um, shite. It's very silly. It's, it's a bad film. Like it's I, I like love faulty so much, but I can't I can't justify this one. Even even the the murder, like the the weapon where is is it a spindle or is it, it, it a right where you know the murders are quite often just very slowly hovering a pin over a woman's breast mm-hmm. and then slowly pushing it in and it's kind of like i'm not sure if that was some kind of fetistic kicks for for uncle lucio and he was enjoying himself but it's mm-hmm. very like dull and uncinematic and just kind of cringe and a bit like oh i'm not I'm not sure this is good.
0: It's also really obvious who the murderer is, I yeah, think, because, yeah. because there's only one person who has any bit of backstory that makes you think, ah, that would probably be a motive. So yeah. as soon as you hear that, you're like, ah, that's it then. Mm. What else should we look at? Ruggiero Diodato did one, The Washing Machine.
5: <laughs> uh, I mean, that, it's
0: not a very uh, enticing title, is it? The sound design is even worse yeah. on this one <laughs> than
4: any of the Jallos. Why is there echo when he's swimming yeah. in a swimming pool? Why is that?
2: For that washing that machine that? effect, you know.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like set in a world where no one can tell the difference between blood and red water. Yeah.
3: <laughs> this isn't a movie so much as we. How many tits can we show on screen? About 57. Oh, okay, brilliant. Should we put some stabbings in as well?
4: And a sex in a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Did anyone notice the end credits? I think. Oh, that's
3: one of my favourite typos I've seen in a long time. What's such it? a sexually
0: charged film. They've misspelled "custom jewelry" as jewelry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Literally, it was worth sitting through it for that at the end.
1: That was proper. Oh, it's, it's so
0: close to "cumstained jewelry. It's just amazing. <laughs>
1: I, I watched this of um, my other half and I had to we had to pause every five minutes to explain who was who because he was just like so because there was a wig change and I think that just threw him mm. off. Yes, and, and the fact that one of the women has two different names.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. Um, and he's like, but I thought, she, but she was a lesbian one. It's like, well, like yeah, she was, but you know, by erasure. Um, mm. Yeah, I hated the film. <laughs> It was just so stupid, and the music sounded like you know that you know you can get the DJ DJ strings. Huh? Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't good, was it?
0: Well, I hated it the first time I watched it, but this rewatch, I've actually quite
1: enjoyed it. Really? It's just,
0: yeah, I mean, it's just an over-the-top erotic thriller. It's, it's fine.
2: You're just on some kind of weird endorphin high. I think you're enjoying <laughs> lockdown so much that all these '80s Jallo films are actually good to you. You're just like ah, I'm at home watching *Eat You Yellow*, fantastic.
0: It's just a a window into a different world, isn't it? (sighs) It's just a world where, I mean, I could have sex in the fridge at home, (laughs) I suppose.
5: (laughs) But (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if
0: my other half would be into it so much. (laughs) The bottom half of our fridge freezer is the freezer bit, so you'd like, have to be up on a up on the block to get into the fridge. <laughs> her, her ass in the salad drawer, you know,
1: I can't see it really working. Arse in the salad drawer is my third favourite film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: Either that or that's, a, that's another band for the Devil
0: Times Five <laughs> Festival. <laughs> God, we haven't added any to that festival for a while. I suppose yeah. we, we all, the, all a- the festivals are cancelled. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: true. I mean, different strokes for different folks, quite literally. But, like, there <laughs> are a lot of these films that bill themselves as erotic thrillers. None of them are that erotic. Like, <laughs> Are we about to move on to Yellow a Venezia?
0: Oh, oh, Yellow in Venice!
1: Oh. Fucking Yellow in Venice!
0: So, Briony, I told you this was the ultimate Italian sex film. Yes. Was I wrong? Yeah, no, you weren't wrong. I saw
5: a
1: dick. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dick was pink! Um... <laughs> Does the colour yeah. of the dick reflect something in the mood of the film? I mean, that was... Uh, yellow penis, like, yellow... Everyone's ill. Oh, God. I don't know. I, what's this film about? I just There was a lot of bush. Bush is big in the 80s, yeah. wasn't it? Um, good to see some bush. Uh, what was Jello in, What the fuck was Jello in Venice about? It's about the um, oh, the, the couple a oh, couple that, the, yeah. the couple that yeah. get killed the, on the, the on the canal
0: side and or the river side or whatever and and they have to and the police the the egg the oh, egg police the egg man this is my the absolute,
2: absolute favourite Jallo cop quirk ever. is <laughs> yeah. the egg eating cop <laughs> yeah. who just carries boiled eggs around with him wherever he goes <laughs> oh, just pops God. them out. Wow.
0: I actually one one time when I watched it I counted how many eggs he ate. <laughs> <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> he eats twelve eggs throughout the course of the film, wow. and there are there are ten sex scenes, six wow. j and B's, and four
2: murders.
1: The sex scenes go on for just so past. long as well.
2: Yeah, they, like, they really so, do.
1: Because I thought you were doing another erotic nights on me. Like, because <laughs> earlier I was like, oh, I'll watch another couple of films before we go on tonight, and um, it was like, oh, you should watch Yellow in Venice and and the other one, and it was like, guys, this is like just a ten minute long sex. Scene. is there going to be a plot, oh there's some plot okay, oh look a penis um, <laughs> oh, look, it's, it's,
2: it's, not, it's not even very well shot sex no. is it, like it's very, like I mean I think the, the lead actress in it uh, Leonora Fanny don't, don't like, laugh,
3: that's her name um, <laughs> Fanny
2: by, she, by the like, name like, she is one of the most beautiful actresses who ever starred in these Italian films as far as I'm concerned, I think she's just a wonderful looking woman and she spends most of this film naked and yet yeah. it's still not at all exciting because it's so badly shot to the point where what i remember about Jallo in venice is not oh that was very sexy and erotic but that guy had a lot of eggs <laughs> <laughs> um
0: again the blu-ray reveals that it is actually quite well shot the scorpion release in I, Blu-ray. i didn't really know there nice. was a blu-ray yeah it's really nice
2: wow um
0: so, yeah, I mean, when I first saw it, it was on a really rough bootleg.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the version that I've got, I think. Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> I mean, the, the prostitute in Monia. who would go to that place to shag A <laughs> fucking
1: she, mattress her, on her, the floor. Her
0: knocking shop is literally a dump.
2: Yeah.
1: Just, yeah. <laughs> She's got a really thin mattress as well. It's a really thin one. <laughs>
0: thin mattress in a fucking tip. Uh, <laughs> a rubbish tip.
1: She just whaps the tits out of the snow so up.
2: horrible. It's weird. You get a real sense of how grimy Venice is because I, I think my yeah. first like real exposure to Venice in films was uh, Don't Look Now. Mm. And I remember thinking, well, yeah, you know, it looks good, but of course it looks good. It's Venice. Just look at it. It's beautiful. And you watch Jalla in Venice and, oh, God, it looks like the whole city is a dump. It's just <laughs> horrific.
1: <laughs> and
0: her death, that, that prostitute's death is
1: oh that was amazing though (laughs) no i i really expected to hate that but it came on and i just started laughing um maybe (laughs) because wow yeah but i it was great um it was very horrible um but it did you know when you just feel like you've cracked and i think i cracked with this film (laughs) Like, like like an egg like an egg, yes, like a big sexy egg. I cracked because there was a knife in a fanny, um, <laughs> and that's how I spent today. It's been great, and there was also a gorgeous. There was a gorgeous shot um, of the the killer with his mirrored sunglasses of his victim, mm. and it's like spread out across his sunglasses. I really like that.
5: Mm-mm. So there's
1: little side. There's bits that saved this movie for me. I was confused. There was too many eggs, but there's some really gorgeous and like. Very fucking cool gore.
5: Mm.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I do feel like the whole thing would be wrapped up a lot quicker if they'd actually bothered asking the, the eyewitness what he saw, mm. rather than saying, "I oh, will get back to you later" and say <laughs> ninety minutes time. <laughs> 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 what next? Um, do you want to talk about the killer nun? It's kind of jalo adjacent. Yeah, it's it's kind of a film that reveals itself to be a jalo quite late. Yeah. Seems to be, it seems to just be about a nun having a. Breakdown. Breakdown, yeah About half an hour from the end You realise it's oh, more afoot
1: It's like it's a nun, you think a nun's doing murders She's having a big old uh, heroine come down She's off getting shagged And buying drinks And wearing stockings And teasing her lesbian nun roommate mm. It's got all the things you need In a film about nuns really It's better than Sister Act <laughs> it's
3: than It sister does have, Act. have all the things you need In a film about nuns Except I found it really, really boring I think most most of what I can remember, apart from the whole going mental and destroying that old man's false teeth scene, which was almost classic of camp, but not really, was how nice the interiors were in the scene with the bar, but I think that might have just been me wanting to leave the house.
1: Um, I did. Yeah, I did get vibes of... um... Joan Crawford, Mommy Dearest, which yeah. was, yeah, right, I yeah. quite, it was just very camp. Yes. Um, and I, I, I really, I really enjoyed, it. I used to go out of a nun, so maybe that's, that's why. Did you really? Uh, yeah, did she do that? Whoa, I no. want
2: to hear about this. <laughs>
1: was she, was she? Former in... nun, yeah. What's the... Oh, former oh, nun. Yeah, yeah, oh. she, she'd been out of the, the conference. Out of the habit. Out of the habit. For a couple of years by the time I met her, um, but still believed in God, weirdly enough. like. Why did she quit
2: she... being a nun out of interest? I don't know. Because you met Bryony the shows. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what happened. I'm not that's... saying I'm better than God, but I am. <laughs> Bryony won, Jesus <laughs> nil. Oh, yeah. Luke, Luke, ever, sh- ever shagged a nun? To to...
3: Who could shag a nun? That's
1: another joke.
3: to. Who could shag a nun? Wouldn't it be more like who shagged a nun on Wednesday when
1: the full? <laughs> who shagged a nun on Wednesday and there's blood everywhere? Why?
3: <laughs> Bit in Italian. Anyway,
4: Luke, <laughs> what did you think of Killer Nun? <laughs> Another horrible film with terrible dubbing. <laughs> yeah. I want my breakfast in my room. <laughs> I mean, is the dubbing <laughs> in that one particular bad? I, I, I want you to dub a movie with that voice the whole time. I would watch that. I'd just do a new dub on Killer Nun.
0: I'm sure it'd be funnier than the dub on Corona Zombies
3: anyway, so. <laughs> Killer Nun is one of those ones where I was thinking, if I was watching this in a bar and there were cocktails and drag queens, this might be more fun than it is. Mm. Um, but Great.
0: then you wouldn't hear the music, which is amazing. Alessandro Alessandroni. I'm glad uh, the, the composer is more creative than his parents uh, <laughs> that, name, <laughs> yeah, that sitar music is incredible. i also got a really good um, dummy falling from a building that's right up there with the zombie holocaust.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, no. yeah,
0: yeah. Are there any others you want to talk about before we move on to our second feature? Uh, Arabella
2: the Black Angel. Oh, fuck yeah. No. Yeah. I, w- I think I watched that for the first time with Cliff. Actually. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, I've I finished watching it literally an hour and twenty minutes ago.
0: Yeah,
1: oh, um, nice. So it's you've forgotten it already. I uh, <laughs> Again, just I remember lots of tits uh, yeah. and and stabbins and yeah. uh, and tits and bush uh, and tits and that's, um, that's a lot of t- these films though. Yeah, yeah. Stabbins this, and bush. But this one did have an excellent drawman <laughs> within a court of a tiny accordion. so Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, Italian, Italian Italian, th- I, like that. Yeah. I liked his whole like he sounded like Nathan Lane in the birdcage, just like Hi Danny me, I've got Danny Gordium tips <laughs> Um Yeah, I, I didn't care for this one. Oh. but I'm sorry. It just it was, I think I was just shagged out by then. Yeah, um,
2: no, I think they can get exhausting if you just watch one after the other, but I think uh when when we first watched it it was one of those ones that i just picked up on a whim because it was an Italian film that I hadn't seen, and I was like, oh, let's give this a go. Um, and I just enjoyed how camp and melodramatic yeah. it was. It was almost like an episode of Dynasty, but with lots of, like... Scissors going up places they shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like a bit of... You know, it's a little bit fetishy, but in a yeah. way that suggests that the director has never actually been to a fetish club. Um, yeah. And it's just... I don't know. I like it. It's got an innocence about it, if that makes sense. Like it's it's almost playful. Like some of these movies are quite nihilistic, but I I found this one just felt like it was done with a bit of tongue in cheek. Tongues everywhere. Well, yeah.
1: I think because I watched this straight after Jalo and Venice. I was just a bit tired of how relentlessly cruel to women these films were. Both of them are like just, yeah. and it was just like, oh, it's it's another rape scene, and is it going anywhere? Does it really have anything? Oh God, I yeah. Get- oh, and it's like, I get it, but it's also just really just exhausting to watch after a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what did you make of that scene where? Um... The
0: husband, he tells his mum, oh, I'm going to need half an hour to perform my husbandly duties," and, <laughs> well, and then she, she, and then, and then she the walks
1: in on... Yeah, she walks in and she's like, oh, dinner's going to be back late. It's like, oh, you're all so fucking creepy. It's like, oh, man.
3: Yeah. 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 Uh, any others? Murder Obsession, the one with a lot of the thumping <laughs> piano music.
0: <laughs> yeah, Murder Obsession is funny. It is, uh, yeah.
3: That, that amazing long dream sequence
0: where like she ends up in a massive spider web. Yes,
3: that, I thought that bit was incredible because again, it's got a bit of the occulty stuff in it, which I quite like in these films. Um, and also, yeah, it is it is ridiculous. And also, plot wise, that one is basically like an Agatha Christie um, something horrible happens in a stately home film, but with um, with uh, tits and Satanism. So. Wait. Quite like that. One. Also
0: topical because there's a bit where um, the character Deborah, a bat flies into her mouth and thereby yeah. creates coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, should we move on to our second feature? It's directed by Owl Fester and it is 1996's Fatal Frames.
5: At last, it has arrived. The return of the great thriller dark mystery is hidden behind the monuments of the Eternal City. Who's killing those innocent girls? Why are their dead bodies filmed?
0: And why can't the police find any evidence apart from those grim videotapes? Which is the link with the serial
4: killer that scattered death in America with special effects by the Academy Award winner, Steve Johnson? (laughs) Been a never-ending thriller,
0: Stefania Di <laughs> right. Giandomenico presents Fatal Frames,
4: directed in music by Al Fester. <laughs> <laughs> directed, <laughs>
2: in directed in music by There were two true facts in that. Steve <laughs> Johnson has won an Academy Award and Fatal Frames is never-ending. <laughs>
0: On his first night in Rome, an American music video director witnesses the brutal machete murder of one of his dancers. But pretty soon, the cops are pointing the finger at him. Doesn't stop him from filming what is actually a pretty sweet music video, though, does it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, tune, the tune itself is banging. It's a banging yeah. tune. It no, is. It's, yeah. it's, it's um, a really good video. I got I irritated making. hearing
4: it three times. Oh, it's,
1: I it's, can't, it's, how's it Because I can't remember.
4: Na 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 na. Yeah, that's that was one part of it. That's what I remember. Just her going na 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 na. na. <laughs> no, they made a point of filming a bit of the music
2: video at every like particularly impressive monument in Rome.
5: Mm-hmm. Fucking so... up. Well, I
0: mean,
1: do you think that they had permission to no. set up in, in, tri- in the, the Trevi Fountain? No, ones? I wouldn't have
3: no. thought so. <laughs> no.
1: Because it's really impressive. I like that they hired a ballet dancer for that music video, but actually the free dancers that they use you're just splashing about. You don't need to hire a dancer for that. Well, she got killed. Yeah, what but, but do, I'm yeah. assuming they had more than one dancer. They're like, oh, we'll just cut it down to three instead of four. <laughs> well, maybe they were just like, oh, shit, she's dead. Splashy, it's your turn. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, brilliant. You can't dance for I'm really good at
0: spell Well, I mean, they've got a singer who's not a very good singer at singing. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> that
2: the whole That's Al Fester's wife
0: as yes. well.
3: is
2: it? She's the also the effect.
3: producer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So she's
0: called Stefiana Stella. The character yeah. is called Stefiana Stella. Oh. But she wasn't actually a pop star or anything. So this
1: and... is just a vanity project for both yeah. of them then? Yeah. 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 Okay.
4: Yeah, because she likes to watch her own music videos when she has sex as well. She does.
3: (laughs) And she keeps
1: her thong on, She does. She's having
3: a great time. It's
4: social distanced sex.
1: Yes. Also,
0: yes. The crotches are nowhere near each other. No,
1: but she's having a great time, so, you know, power to
0: (laughs) her. So, almost everyone, sort of four out of five people here, for example, think of *The Fatal Friends is a load of old It's absolutely
3: <laughs> shit. It's utter it. shit. It's one of these films, like, you know what I said about Killer Nun, that if I was watching this in a bar and there was cocktails and drag queens, it would be fun. Mm. I kind of get the vibe with this as well. And it is
1: fun to watch it for 20 minutes.
3: Mm. But for two hours, yeah.
1: you're like, no, please make it stop. Hardly anyone can act. I was going to say no one can act in this film, but Donald Pettison's turned up. David Warback gives a good, good performance. Yeah. Who's like, that? I- Who's who's It's the cop the main, the main oh, okay. detective?
0: And also Jeffrey Couplston, who plays Fairbrain, the uh, dead girl's dad. Oh yes, he's, really good. he's good. Yes, he's very he's very lovely. I liked him. And as for Donald Pleasance, did you like the way that he
2: leaves the film? Oh,
1: that oh was my it. Out loud, yeah. I went, "Oh for fuck's
2: sake!" <laughs> I I really enjoyed that. I thought it was so sweet, especially because you know it's his last film, and mm. you just think, "Oh, that's nice." <laughs> I, I found that quite endearing. I found Found a lot about Fatal Frames endearing. Like yes. it's shit. It is so painfully shit. Like it is unbelievably shit. But
4: at the <laughs> same not. time,
2: you can feel the love.
4: Yeah. Like
2: like you, you know, nobody would make a film this like absolutely. Like, they would. Stupid. No one would make a film this dumb <laughs> unless oh, they, they, they really loved it. Like mm. <laughs> you know, and it's not worthless in terms of the technicality. Like the editing is horrible. Like that that one scene where they're having dinner, like, by a fountain, it oh. might even be the Trevi <laughs> yeah. fountain, but and, and it's like the cutting is awful because they're they're t- having a, a non-dramatic conversation, but there's all these like sweeping crane shots, but then it cuts them off, and then you get the crane coming from the other direction, and they're like, yeah, they keep doing oh, like, holes, like this yeah. the whole time. There's yeah, a lot of
3: just... scenes where the conversation's sort of happening via ADR as well, so it's yeah, like oh, big time. we didn't have the budget to actually shoot this scene, so here's here's a, here's something really uninteresting happening. while we do some exposition over the yeah. top.
0: Oh, there's a scene in a bar where it's clearly not Stefania Stella, it's just some other woman with her back to the camera. Yes. And then they cut in scenes of Stefania Stella standing in an empty room. Yeah, there. they didn't
3: even it's bother putting function. her in, in a background that's kind of the same colour. It's no, like she's yeah. hundreds of miles away from there. And I don't even think it, that's even necessarily another woman. I think that's, just, that's like the dummy from opera. <laughs> <laughs> or a coat rack. Or there's that bit
0: where David Warbeck's on the phone to someone and it's like they've put the phone sound effect on the wrong voice. Yes. So if David Warbeck's <laughs> in the room yeah. and he sounds like, like this.
3: So, will really work with the American? <laughs> Let's say they will be working with and us. this is the guy on
2: the phone. I'll oh, be right over, oh, sir. <laughs> <The> <laughs> fuck? How, how did they fuck that up? It's so simple. I, I watched this last night, like quite late at night. And when that scene happened, I actually thought like, oh, fuck. This is me, isn't it? I've like lost my mind. I'm I'm hearing it. I'm having like a weird hallucination because I just couldn't believe that that was happening. (laughs) Especially because it happens quite quite late into this very 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 long film, <laughs> so I was really starting to question my sanity by uh, you know the second hour. Well,
0: I was questioning my sanity because of how much I love it. I've seen it twice and I really like it, and I don't find the two hour ten runtime excessive because <laughs> I don't find it ever boring in the slightest. When it's when it's good, when it's looking beautiful, all that orange and teal lighting is amazing. The Steve Johnson's gore effects are mm. incredible the um yeah rome just looks beautiful of course do you think uh, they just
2: gave steve johnson and his wife uh, a holiday in rome in exchange for his work on this? because how did they afford him yeah <laughs> very possibly i just think they were like hey steve come I see rome <laughs>
0: yeah um but bring and a like
2: prosthetic
0: <laughs> but then you've got like this massive gaping crack between like the really shit technical aspects and the really good aspects yeah and in, in that are all the completely fucking mental stuff, like Stefania Stella playing herself or whatever it is she's doing, the songs being so good, the video killer plot, the idea that there was a video killer in New York and is he come to Rome and the ending. The, the twist climax is, good. is incredible. The, climax the twist is, is great. great,
1: yeah. It's a, I yeah, I really, really like the twist and I kind of was like, Oh that that it was almost enough to save this, but it's just Bad. There are moments
3: that are almost kind of like camp classic level, but then it's just so drawn out, and you're just like,
2: "It's uh, it's the bit in the middle." Like it starts off brilliantly because it's so camp and it's so mm. silly and it's so colourful that you just like, "Oh yeah, I'm in for this." And then you wake up about six hours later and you're like, "Oh god, it's still going." Right. And 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 then it then it sort of gets going again at the end, but there is this huge gap in the middle. And I love David Warbeck, and I think he brings a touch of class to this that's much needed Mm. but there is this long section where it is just police procedural and Mm. it's not that exciting and when you've got like all the crazy like candlelit seances and all that madness you just kind of like oh i just want to get back to that stuff
3: yeah somewhere in this there's kind of an 80 minute film which is yeah a ridiculously fun roller coaster ride but it's just got a lot of padding
2: agreed
0: I watched the 15 minutes of deleted scenes and oh I think God. There,
3: there's, there's more, more. Yeah. how can there be more
0: I think the only reason they were deleted was because the acting was so bad in those ones and they, they, the they acting got worse really
1: yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> your lads, your, your man with the hair well, both of the men with the hair which oh. is so no, the, the Fabio the twins, twins. Yeah, yeah it's like when as soon as he landed and he's like hey no worry I will give this man some hey, what is the problem? (laughs) I was like, oh, because it started and I was like, shit, yes, I'm going to love this because it looks awful. Um, But maybe I just had a long day because I didn't. I'm sorry.
0: Maybe you're reaction to the film is depends on how you take the uh, bit early on where he says that he can't sell his apartment because oh um, yeah there's some blood there his <laughs> wife's blood's on the floor and it's the, the only thing, thing he's got left of her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like oh wait well, it's not you can't sell your apartment because it's covered in your wife's And his,
1: his mate is just sat next to him like okay I, can't. I, can't.
2: Look, I, I, I found that scene quite poignant because of the mate's reaction. I don't know if it's just bad acting where he just sort of looks stultified, but there was this sort of moment where it was almost beautiful that you have these two like beefcakes with mullets, and he's like, oh, "What? I'm sure you have your reasons for being in this apartment." And, and the guy says, "Oh yeah, you know, it's it's my my wife was murdered here, and this this stain of blood, this is all I have left of her." And he's just like opened up his heart, and the fact that there's no fucking lights in this entire apartment <laughs> suggests that he just sits there in the dark, in the dark. all the time, oh, like reading his dead wife. And he just opened up his heart to his buddy, and I just, I, you know, there is an odd poignancy to that scene, despite its ridiculousness.
3: Yeah, um, kind of, but at the same time, I almost wanted him to go, "Hey, no, no, it's not that. That's actually ketchup. That's not where at going."
1: Just some Heinz on the floor. Sorry
2: about that. it, mate. Yeah. yeah. Bit of biro. <laughs> uh, It's a weird movie. The, the one thing I'll say about it is there's not another film that's anything like this. this yeah, is it's... a one-of-a-kind movie. Mm.
0: Do you think it's um, the last of the sort of classic Jallo run or the first of the kind of neo-Jallo
2: tributes? It's, it's weird because I find it it's a tribute to the era of Jallo that everybody thinks is shit, the one that we're talking about, the, the 80s Jallo. Because, <laughs> like, you think quality That's, that's Jallo, a really good point. It's 70s. Like, especially early to mid 70s is kind of the peak of Jallo. Fatal Frames doesn't really pay that much homage to that. Apart from the gel no. filters, um, mm. there's not that much. It is really, really paying homage to the 80s ones, which were very heavy on, like, music videos. The whole technology. thing's lit like a
3: Bonnie Tyler video. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm.
2: And, and it's just odd that somebody made this like slavish tribute to uh, an era of film that nobody likes. <laughs> and, and I like that sort of hopeless uh, you know, optimism. Mm. Uh, Al Fester fucking likes it, so he's going to mm. make the film that's in his heart. And he's going to music it as well.
3: Yeah. <laughs> kind of um, Plan 9 from Out Space vibe in that this film might be a bit of a chore to watch, but everyone is trying really, really hard. Yeah, that sort yeah of, like, Absolutely.
2: And even his name, Al Fester.
3: <laughs> I was trying to look up whether he would directed anything else, but he, he not really. directed
2: an erotic drama set in Ibiza called Gypsy Angel, which I really want to fucking watch.
0: <laughs> that reminds me, um, Stefania Stella's role before this was playing Gypsy Fart Queen in oh. a film called Psychopathic. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Gypsy of the Farts. That's it. Um, anyway, I've watched Psychopathics. It's, it's quite good fun, but it's very very silly and cheap.
2: Wow! And, and
0: uh, she plays the Gypsy Fart Queen is or whatever Gypsy of the Farts in a
2: anthropophagus parody. Wow! Uh, that sounds yeah. great. I sort of want to watch that, but at the same time, does her short...
3: line reading get any better?
0: <laughs> I don't think she has any lines in that one. Oh uh,
3: well, good. <laughs>
0: her line reading is so strange.
3: It's brilliantly mad. Um so and it's like I think you are a nice man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the
2: bit where she says she lived in New York for yeah, years yeah, yeah. is so unconvincing. Yeah,
1: she's <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> like, Oh do is you not. do you do you like it? And she's like, No. Moving on. No <laughs> I have reasons. <laughs> there is pizza in New York. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, what's up with the whole part where they're having the conversation at the desk and it's a conversation going on for quite a while then she just roundly goes I have to leave to get to a dress rehearsal
0: I see why you thought it was a bit like the room yeah. there are some
2: yeah. If, I mean, is, the room
0: is the room is dreadful and has no fucking worth to it at all. Whereas this has lots.
2: Why why does Fatal Frames not have the huge cult following? That yeah, I was thinking I that. a like this cause, should have.
1: Because it's just relentless.
2: But yeah, maybe it is just the length. Like nobody's maybe, actually managed yeah. to get through it.
1: <laughs> you just you die of alcohol poisoning. The amount of alcohol needed to make it fun to make two hours and five ten minutes of that this is one of those films where i was just like god i wish i was drinking again yeah no oh. I, yeah i got the aldi gin out quite promptly after this film <laughs> it's all gone now all, all the gin is gone all, all right
0: all well uh, i think uh, we have to leave it there because uh, old cases come up in illinois um so let's play scary noises <laughs> Got back. What is what, that? What is that, Luke? It's Luke's fart book again. Is it a fart book? Is it Gypsy of the Fart? <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> is it written by Stefania Stone? <laughs> really
4: not even an author.
1: What? Public domain, yo. It's, it's definitely say,
0: her. Written and music by Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> So it's CJ and Bryony versus Emily and Luke. And one half of each pair of scary noises this month, of course, comes from a late period Jalo. So here's your first pair.
3: Taking out all that surface noise
2: and even filter a little of that artificial
0: voice
3: he's taking
0: on there. Oh, I really called to tell you that I got me. There, see? That's a little
3: cleaner. Yes, Emily. Is the dialogue New York Ripper? No. Oh, bollocks.
0: Uh, do you want to guess the music, Emily Luke? Is it Fatal Frames? It's not, no. So... <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> CJ and Brian, is that music by Al <laughs> <laughs> I know the
1: dialogue. I think. Hang
0: on, hang on. I'll play the whole thing for you.
3: Taking out all that surface noise and even filter a little of that artificial voice he's putting
1: off there. Oh, i that. I really call to tell you
3: that I got. It. There now. See, that's a little
1: cleaner. Stick another one of those screws with a man Might even be the
4: voice of a woman.
1: So, the dialogue is um, murder rock. It is. Mm. And the the music is, I don't know. It's from Extraordinary.
2: Uh, Wow, I've watched that this month. And yeah. You hated it. I loved it. Yeah, it went in one ear and out the other.
0: Uh, Number two, here you go. For
2: Sergeant Colin.
1: Officer Lauren. Lauren? Yes, sir. I, I was told to report here. It might have been a mistake. I thought the new station was up and running already. <laughs> oh,
3: yes, it is. And she's a fucking. Be-
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, Brian, eh?
1: Oh, I just love this thing. Uh, is the music uh, Jallo in Venice? Yeah. Sweet. Wow, well done. Thank you. It was like. So dialogue? Um, the dialogue, uh, it was an angry man saying fucking. That's all I, I got.
2: Oh, was um, it We Summon the Darkness? <laughs>
1: that's no, pretty much all of that. No, Emily and Luke, can you get the dialogue? I'm Sergeant Cohen. Officer Lauren. Lauren? Yes, sir. I, I was told to report here. It might have been a mistake. I thought the new station was up and running already.
3: <laughs> oh, yes, it is. And she's a fucking beauty. St. Michael himself would be impressed. And tomorrow, when you see it, you will fall down upon the steps and weep. But tonight, you're here.
4: Uh, is the dialogue last shift? Yep, it
0: is. Well done. Mm. Uh, number three. Good. Two pairs. Well done. Yeah, okay.
3: It's luck. It's just like. No, it's
5: not.
3: Now it's your heat. All he needs is to be the kind. <laughs> okay. Hey. Good.
4: Yeah. Right.
1: Wonderful.
2: Wonderful.
4: <laughs>
2: no,
1: nothing. It sounds like Roger Rabbit.
2: The the worst thing about this game is sometimes I just cannot distinguish the dialogue over the music to the point where I heard whatever the first line was there as Lock it, Schlock it, now it's your penis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
3: don't
0: know what the is. Was, was, was that sung or spoken?
2: Spoken, spoken. Right, right, okay. You
0: hear play, what you
3: want to hear, clearly. Honestly,
2: play it again, you'll hear it. So, what was it? Lock it, Schlock it. Lock it, now it's, it's your, your penis. penis. <laughs>
1: Go on. <laughs> Do it. Go on. Good. Two pairs. Well done.
3: Yeah, okay. It's luck. Just like. <laughs> okay. Now it's not. Now it's your heaters. <laughs> he
4: <laughs> oh, needs to
5: be. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Wonderful.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. Has anyone got anything? The dialogue sounds like the backwards talking guy from Twin Peaks saying, "No, it's not.
2: I have good news. The
1: only yes. News. Yes. the music. Oh no, the music's going to annoy me because it really rings a bell. But all that my brain can come up with is Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is neither a jalo,
0: horror animated Jallo. No. Okay, well, um. All that, then. So the music was from the Happiness of the Catacures. Oh, of course it was. And the dialogue was from the Card Player. Oh wow! And what does he
5: actually say?
3: Yeah, <laughs> okay, it's luck. Just no, luck. luck. Now it's, no, it's not. Now it's Of course.
0: Not a clue. It says, "No, it's luck. Just, Just luck. luck." Now let's repeat it.
2: Ah. Uh. Excellent, <laughs> thank you. Cool. <laughs> Glad we got that settled.
0: Yes. <laughs> so at halfway, it's two one to CJ and Bryony. He's number four.
4: Last yes, night I lost one of my tour boats out there in that swamp, so I'm putting together a group of sorts to go in there. Yes, Luke. Is it hatchet two? The, the dialogue? dialogue
0: is hatchet two. Yeah. Wow. And did you get the music? Uh, no. Okay. So, music for CJ and Bryony.
4: Last night, I lost one of my tour boats out there in that swamp. So I'm putting together a group of swords to go in there, retrieve my boat, and in addition, go on a little mad hunt. Why do you need this many people to find a boat? If you stop interrupting me, I'll tell you. Now, of course, I'm not offering y'all $500 just to retrieve a boat. I liked it. Really nice.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, I want to say washing machine, but I don't think it is. Um, uh, no,
0: what it is, is Pino DiNaggio ripping off his own score from Body Double in Nothing Underneath. It's uh, good. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. good. I mean, the, the original like, Body Double score is better, but it's the same. It's good
1: shoulder, shoulder shimmering. Like, mm. white, white mm. mum dancing music, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Simply Red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear.
0: All right, uh, it's number five. Pretty messy show. Would you like a bite? Yes, Brian A. Yes. <laughs> very excitable, Brian A. <laughs>
1: um, the music is... Celui- Do you know, I probably got this wrong now. I was just really excited. Um, It's the music Return of the, the Living Dead. It is? Yeah. No, because the music is so fucking good. Like... Just play it through. Just play it all <laughs> the way pissed- through. Did you get the dialogue?
2: I. Can't even remember what, 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 what was it was. <laughs> Briony started blowing the party horn, and that was that was it. My brain just went blank.
0: All right then, Emily and Luke, and Briony. I think you're going to regret not having this. Oh really? Yeah, I think you'll know this one. But anyway, so can you get the dialogue, Emily and Luke? A pretty messy show. Would you like a bite?
5: Could you tell me exactly what happened in here?
0: Glad to. There's a lot of blood around because they cut off the guy's arm. I mean his penis, his male organ, his member, you know, including balls, testicles, a testicle.
2: Now it's your penis.
3: <laughs> and his bowel. That goes really well with the music, just the guy going, testicles, <laughs> and the music kind of rising. Yeah. Please make a rave tune out of that, that's my request. <laughs> Did, do you know what
0: it's from, is mm, the important thing? No. No, it's from Arabella Black Angel.
1: No, I didn't see that one, that would explain why well. was... I didn't know. My absolute favourite bit of that film is like his schlong, his balls. He's just really struggling. It's like he's never worked for or met a woman before and he's just really struggling. And he's just like holding a sandwich, just like, <laughs> It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And I, I regret getting too excited about the banger that is that, that soundtrack. So, sorry.
0: Right, it's 3-2 to CJ O'Brieny, and this is the last pair.
5: Feeling you were sent here for some reason? <laughs> yes. Yeah. To make a living teaching little devils. Do you believe in witchcraft? I don't really know anything about it. I
1: didn't even know that they'd practiced it in Devonsville. You do now. No. Uh, is the music the washing machine? Nope.
3: Is the music New York Ripper? Nope. I'm going to say that. That's pretty much all I've said
0: this time around, isn't it? No, nothing. I mean, there was a major clue at the end of the dialogue. Uh, The dialogue was the Devonsville terror. Uh,
2: I couldn't hear the the last word, which presumably was Devonsville. It does exist here in... Venus.
0: (laughs)
3: Venus. (laughs) 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 Bows.
5: Bowls. Male member.
0: (laughs) Um, And the music was from Mr... I've
1: not seen either of those, so mm. I don't feel as bad.
0: Uh. Mr. AKA Dagger Eyes. So that is 3 2 to CJ and
5: <laughs> So that
0: is episode 40 done, and uh, it's time to drop a bombshell.
2: <laughs> uh, CJ, over to you. Uh, I am leaving the Devil Times 5 podcast. I am sorry Aww. to say um, I love doing this with you guys. I've laughed so much tonight um, in particular, um, but I am really struggling with the homework.
5: Yeah, I, I
2: don't have the, the time at the moment to, to watch enough films and give them the, the love that they deserve for this podcast. Uh, so I am, uh, I am with regret departing um i hope maybe what i can't one. oh we haven't heard that no,
3: for ages have, have you still got the mrs johnson one on there as well Claire? mrs johnson yeah there you go mrs johnson mrs johnson
1: <laughs>
5: Well. See can you still How can you still um,
1: yeah. can I you still write in fair. with post porn facts? Because yeah, please do, because
3: we work. No, the rest of us won't have any.
1: No, we have no porn yeah, facts.
2: Exactly. I'll see, if, if, I'll see if, if I know what films you're covering. If I've got a post porn fact, I can just throw one just in. Just slip you know, it you know, in. Maybe from. if one of you guys is is sick one month, <laughs> yeah,
0: oh yeah, yeah
2: I can uh, <laughs> I can fill in. Uh, so hopefully I'll be back, but not permanently.
0: Well, I hope so. We will miss your analytical mind, your Mm -hmm. post-porn facts and your dedication to the Mr. Man horror franchise. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Definitely a tragic loss to the show, but we are the sugar babes of horror movie podcasts. So Phil Gerard will be returning to us as a full-time devil from next month. And he's picked for episode 41's theme, True-ish Crime, and Deranged as one of our features as winner of Scary Noises. Bryony, (laughs) it comes to you to pick another feature for next month.
3: Um,
1: 13 Ghosts. Fuck (laughs) Uh, off. CJ, would you do the honours? Because I I don't don't really know many true crime horror films. I mean, I I, I could
2: absolutely destroy the the first episode without me by picking something genuinely abominable. Do it! Um, I'm really tempted... To throw Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, Yay! aren't you? One of my favourite films
0: ever.
1: There you go, then. Let's do, do that it.
2: then. Okay, so um, next
0: month we'll be back deranged. I will be uh, trying to convince everyone that Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer is actually a black comedy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're, we're, it's a very funny film. It is. And uh, we'll have a whole bunch more true or truish crime movies for you. In the meantime, you can catch me on Facebook Live every Sunday at 5.30pm UK time with the Devil Times 5 Horror Quizcast. Head over to facebook.com slash devilx5 slash events. But that's all for now. Thanks for listening.